everyone. I'm Kelsey Litchfield, joined by Jennifer Campbell and Karen Corrigan, and this is Girls Talk Ag. All right. Happy Monday. It is the episode that we are so titling the Hot Mess Express. What are some other words we could call it? I'm sure there's many more. Show? Yeah, there you go. Um, who what decided- the F is going on? Yeah, that too. Um, we decided to r- roll out of bed and record on a Monday morning, but we're back after a while. It's been too long, but you know, we have lives so and work and harvest. So we're going to catch up on all that today. So Jennifer and Karen, hello. Hello. Morning. What's happening out there? Let's get, let's round up some updates. I'll just say point blank. We're not done with harvest. The semi broke last week, getting a new transmission in it. So we've been at a oh my God. hard Sorry. stop for about a week. Yeah. So that's wow. where we're at. Yeah. Jennifer, what about you? We are just under a hundred acres done to be done with corn. And when I say just under like 98 acres to go, and we have 80 acres of double crop beans to go, we are at a standstill today, um, moving, uh, corn. We are, uh, jacking around storage here at home, uh, trying to haul to pull it. Um, I don't know about you guys, local elevators here are, are slammed. Um, ours are full. Yeah. Ours are, um, put was taken till from six 30 to two today. And, um, which is, which is good. And it's not a very long, long drive for us over to pull it. But, um, I think there were four lines going this morning when the guys got there and, uh, um, if you check Twitter, you can see Chris is all up in arms. Chris is very OCD and elevator lines are hmm. hard and fast rules for him. Um, as a matter of fact, um, he's texted me his complaints and um, just a live update here. Um, he told me there was a fall harvest newsletter and it was written in there. And you, you should print that out and keep that in your truck. Um, and uh, Harvest Newsletter from Paul. It does not have a lot of instructions on it this year. I'm still searching for that paper, but it has been printed. Printed means it's state law, I swear to God. Mm-hmm. We have to haul, but there are trucks on the road. They need a line monitor over here. Someone out there keeping it organized. I've seen them do it at ADM. Could wear a sash like a school hall monitor, have flashlights like at the airport. I mean... He takes, oh my gosh. And they want to know why I won't haul. And I'm like, um, because people like you are so strict. I don't need to get over there and be yelled at. So that's was where Chris we're at the, this morning. Was Chris the one in school where the rules followed verbatim? And if someone else screwed up that he was going to call you out on it? Um, He's very... And it's getting worse as he gets older. It's very OCD. Like, that's the rule. We follow it. And, you know, like, when you pull into the elevator, you need to turn your flashers on. And then if you're the last truck and then when someone comes in behind you, you turn your flashers off. And the guy by, and, and, like, I get it. It needs to be. I mean, it has to be. But, oh, my gosh, he just gets so bent out of shape. The fall harvest newsletter. 
he told me if you check Twitter, he told me if you don't read the fall harvest newsletter and you don't line correctly, society crumbles. (laughs) I wonder if it's new school versus old school, you know, some of those younger kids just obviously they're younger and they don't know. They probably didn't print out the fall harvest newsletter. (laughs) They probably read it on their phones or got the email and then hit delete like I do. Yeah. To be honest. Uh, but the lines are the lines are bad and it's gonna put everyone in kind of a well, it'll put Chris in a bad mood. But um Well, there's a lot so of elevators that are full. Mm-hmm. Well, it, and that's the problem. They're they're shutting off. They're taking, you know, they're trying to be open to take as little as they as much as they can in a small amount of time, and then um they're shutting down for the day to process. Um is it I, I because they can't get stuff on the river? I don't really know. Honestly, I, I couldn't tell you. I can't, I don't keep up with that kind of stuff. I know that, um, rumors and I know how rumors are, but like, uh, Kokomo grain here had, um, trouble with their drying system. And I, and I say that I, I, rumor has it, it was operator error. I don't know if that's true or not. Don't, but that's just rumor. Um, they've started their big pile outside. I, I don't know. I know they're never good. I I don't know what everybody else's yields are. I guess that's part of, you know, I, ours are incredible. I'm not going to lie. Karen and I recorded a podcast for soybean association. What a month ago, maybe. And it was just so variable all over the place. But then like the elevator called my dad the other day and said, what do you have left? And he goes, well, we still have 60 acres of beans and they're like well we're gonna have to ship things out because we don't have any room so I mean that's that's about to the extent I have I hear of it but now I'm curious and want to look into it so I think they were a lot better than people were expecting but I people forget that you know our last major drought well we had one kind of in 2012 but I think the older folks still think 88 and we didn't have the hybrids that we had in 88. And so it's not really a fair comparison. So they were. No, and, and I think that's hard. To, you can't compare because, because science changes so much. Yeah. Um, we are, our, our, our drought in 2012 was severe. I mean, severe. And, um, and I remember 88 and, um, or 84. Was it 84? No, it was 88. Well, 84 I think it was both too. actually. <laughs> Yeah, 84. I remember 84. I, I don't know that I remember 88. Um, but um, I, yeah, this, the science has changed. And Chris always says that um, it's not ha- it's not exactly always how much rain you get. It's when you get it. And we yeah. didn't have that much rain this year. But the times we got it were very significant. And um, well, there's a professor at Iowa State every year at the um on crops tv he shows like the last 20 years and how much yield comes from precipitation versus how much comes from the fascinating yeah so i'm guessing you guys had some subsoil moisture that places like iowa didn't have mm-hmm. karen well, have you uh, heard it have you heard anything out of western illinois because they were dry like the driest of dry um the worst place i know of is north a little bit north and west of um the quad cities and then northeast of iowa city kind of along 30 there 
Um, there's a lot of 130 to 150 bushel corn, which is about 100 bushels less than what they would normally have. So, mm-hmm. but south of there, you know, a mile difference and there was 80 bushel difference. So that rain really played a lot. But Iowa has been dry the last, what, three years now, whereas Illinois has not been that dry. I saw the drought map the other day on the local news and there was not anything over our county. Like we're back to Mm -hmm. um, sufficient moisture, Um, which should be interesting going into winter. I think they're calling for a mild winter, but we'll we'll see see about that. I saw a very wet winter. Well, with El Nino, they're calling for a mild temperature wise, but I haven't seen anything about precipitation. You need to listen to Eric Snodgrass and his evaluation because he thinks that people are um, overestimating the power of El Nino with some of the other factors involved. I just watched it with my class the other day. <laughs> I'll put that on my to-do list. The weather people, like, I hear you. I get you. We'll just see what happens is my well, motto. Well, he was the atmospheric sciences professor at University I of took it. I took his class. Yeah. Severe, ha- a severe weather class because once upon a time, I wanted to be a meteorologist. And then I learned you have to be good at physics. And I said, hell no, can't do that. <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to see. I see quite a bit of um, tanks being spread throughout the field. Saturday, I was out mowing and... 65 degrees and I have I will say I have a cold right now and can't smell or taste a lot but I could smell that ammonia um it was pretty strong so now some of the the four I mean it's not the air temperature it's the four inch soil temperature and a lot of those were under 50 but and and they not but that doesn't matter if you could smell it they weren't sealing (laughs) right and that it will continue to be under 50, right? The soil temp. So there's not much. So you don't, we don't think it's going to, it's going yeah. to keep going down. I'm surprised that didn't clear up your cold. It's still mowing and we still have grass to cut and I'm kind of over it. So I'm going to bite my tongue while saying this, but I'm kind of ready for winter. The um earlier sunset caught me a little surprise yesterday. I looked out the window at five o'clock and it was dark. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's not so good when you still got some harvest left, too, because that kind of cuts our hours. I mean, yes, you can go in the dark, but we're at liberty of the elevator when they're open and closed. So, yeah, that's just going to hurt. It takes a few hours in the morning to get it going to get things, you know, to the point where you can combine, especially when you have uh, beans left, too. So one thing I wanted to ask you guys and get your opinion on was this tweet um that had been circulating around twitter um with there's a picture of a grain cart tractor unloading grain into a semi on a highway in north dakota was it is that correct i think it was in north dakota yeah north dakota taking up the whole highway so taking up both lanes so halting traffic um Lots of mud on the highway, so you can tell it's wet. There's snow, so probably not the greatest field conditions. So I just wanted to get your perspective. I wanted to get your opinion. You know, reading through the comments, I see both sides of it. You got to do what you got to do, but it's also a safety hazard. 
I don't have so a problem guess- if they have to be on the road, but put your flashers on or get somebody out there with flashers, even if it's just the unloading time. You have no idea if somebody's going to be paying attention or not. And um, I think it would have been fine with flashers, but I don't know if you guys saw down by New Berlin, uh, there was a guy who literally went into the other lane and hit a combine last week. So not everyone is always paying attention, even if you do have your flashers on. But I would probably, if I was going to do that, I would make it as safe as I could for everyone involved. I kind of be interested to know how much traffic that road gets. Um, you can still put your flashers on regardless. No, no, I agree. Flashers need to be on. Yeah, that's just you know and maybe they were but you can't tell in a picture right um yeah are they holding up 10 cars are they or or is one coming along every you know i don't know five minutes i i don't know i I, it's not ideal i agree it's 100 not ideal but um it it is kind of part of the job and part of the season and 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 to me it's part of living if you want to, everybody wants to live in the country, but they don't, you know, don't want the country atmosphere. Uh, we run into that when we haul manure. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think flashers are important. I was telling Cole the other day that it, the first, you know, like week or so of harvest traffic is very, Oh, farmers, let's be careful. And then they're like, Oh, you're still on the road. Why are you here? And you know, I think we lose patience very fast. Well, I'm looking at the photo too, the um, yellow lines, it's a solid on the right side. So that means a no passing zone right there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, does everyone pay attention to those? No. No. Um, But gosh, it did stir up some comments that I... um, That was my entertainment one evening was reading through all those comments and like you said, you understand both of it, but at the same time, you have to do what you got to do. And then I was saying, too, as a township supervisor for our local township, too, you got to take care of the roads, maintain the roads, be a good neighbor that way, too. And there's mud just all over it. You do. But those farmers pay just as much taxes as everybody else, sometimes more. That grain, that grain they're moving around is paying those taxes and paying for those road conditions. So I, I don't yeah, there's just two sides to it. Well, I get you zo- it, but do it in the safest way possible for everyone involved. Turn your flashlight. Absolutely. Around. I will say that I've driven a lot of tractors and, and big equipment up and down the road and <clears throat> flashers, turn signals, but I'm telling you, no one pays attention to them on big equipment. Well, and turn that, signals, that combine that I was at least you're about, using now. the guy was high. And he had a bunch of drugs in the car and a bunch of cash. And, you know, so you just never know who's going to be on the side roads trying to avoid the police on the main roads. And and the thing is, is that when that stuff happens, I I, like I've told my kids and and anyone who works for us, like I have a couple of rules, like be courteous um obviously always pay attention get over when you can but we can't spend every second getting over for every car we'll never get anywhere um and if you feel uncomfortable in a situation stop get over as far as you can stop and let traffic work itself out and um because if you're sitting still 
it's not your fault. The other thing that really bothers me about it is, is that um, when something happens, when we're in a big piece of equipment, we're, we could get hurt, but it's going to be the people in the smaller piece, the cars and the, that are going to get hurt. And um, whether it's our fault or not, we have to live with that. And that, I mean, that to me is, is heartbreaking for like the combine driver that this happened to and, and everything else. He was not at fault at all, not at fault at all, but he is the type of person who will live with that guilt all his life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, that's to me, that's just hard to process. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen every year. You can't avoid it. You can't. Um, yeah, you can't. Accidents happen. But it's still, Yeah do do your best to try to avoid an accident at all costs both sides need to do their due diligence so yeah and i and i think that's the key is that yeah just because we're driving something big and can take the whole road doesn't mean we don't have some responsibility Mm -hmm. so anything else with harvest just got to get her done get her done um we're gonna have to have some patience i think with each other for sure amen especially those people who don't know line etiquette (laughs) haven't read the harvest newsletter people you're giving chris anxiety knock it off i know right i don't need that here we got enough are you busy planning and preparing your thanksgiving meal or haven't thought about it i do not have to do yeah, I do not have, I'm ready for it. I don't have to do it this year. Uh, my sister's coming in from Colorado. So my mom's taking care of all of it, which good for her. And um, I plan to enjoy it. So no cooking whatsoever. Oh, I'll probably make a pie or something. I oh. don't know. Maybe. So say, she, can now, we come she doesn't over? really, she's like, if you want to, you can, if you don't, you don't have to. She loves to cook and she's really good at it. So mm-hmm. Karen, what's your go-to? Um, I don't have my kids on Thanksgiving and my brother um, is actually working for the weekend and they usually host. So I think we're just going to miss out this year. Have a little movie. Will you do it on time? Um, no, they'll still have it on Thursday, but the kids will be with their dad. So I'll probably just hang out with the pups. (laughs) Maybe the kids and I'll make cookies that weekend ourselves, but I mean, I doubt that they won't eat Thanksgiving dinner anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, right. So, well, and they'll still have a Thursday Thanksgiving, even though they're not with me. So, I think I'll just pretend it's not happening this year. You know, life of a divorced parent. I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest turkey eater anymore. I'd rather have beef just all the time. I, you know, we have been eating beef so much. Uh, I have been craving beef. Yeah, we don't eat turkey during, I don't think we ever eat turkey except at Thanksgiving. Huh. That's not very supportive of me of the turkey farmers. My dad likes, he goes, it's tradition. So then last year I'm like, okay, we have turkey on Thanksgiving, but I'm making prime rib for Christmas. And so that's what we do. I'll be coming to your house for Christmas. It was so intimidating to cook a prime rib we did it in the oven and I had never felt more nervous about a piece of meat in my whole life but it turned out good yeah I think it did 
cooked awesome. way too much. The butcher at Fairway, he way overestimated how much we needed. So we had leftovers on leftovers. Not that I'm complaining, but after I know, a little, you don't complain about that. After a little while, I'm like, I'm running out of ideas. I think we still have some in the freezer. So <laughs> this year's Christmas. Yeah. So one last question I have to ask both of you is when do you put your Christmas decorations up? Are you November 1st? Are you after Thanksgiving or mid-December? Mine changes every year, to be honest. It depends on when we finish harvest and what kind of mood I'm in. Depends on if I'm hosting Thanksgiving or not. And uh, generally, I wake up one morning and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I uh, used to wait until the weekend after Thanksgiving, but honestly, at this point, it's a lot of work. And if I'm going to put it up and take it down the day after Christmas, then I feel like I can go earlier than I, than Thanksgiving. So I feel the, I feel the same way. If I'm going to go to that much trouble and do that much stuff, which I enjoy doing, I want to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, so the only thing is we use a live tree. So we usually don't get it till the weekend after Thanksgiving. But um, I usually start putting stuff up after we finish harvest. What about you, Kelsey? Well, this is the first year that I have the itch to put it up now. Um mm-hmm. I used to wait till December just because I love fall. I love my pumpkins. So I want to have them up as soon as possible but this year I didn't have a good pumpkin crop out of my pumpkin patch because of the drought and it just didn't come to be so I'm like well I guess I could put my Christmas decorations up but that requires me rearranging my living room too so I'm like um we'll see when I get time because I'm like you Jen it it depends on harvest because once that's done, I'll be all gung ho for it. But you just got to take it yeah. day by day. So, Some, but I, sometimes when you drive past my house, it's fall. But if you come in my house, it's Christmas. So that's best of both worlds. It is. Although I will say the local grocery store on Saturday had Christmas holiday tunes like constantly going. I'm like, oh. It's too early for Mariah Carey, but mm, decorations I mean, are okay. <laughs> go, go ahead, throw um, a Christmas song in there. Every other song, I don't care, but it was constant Christmas music. I'm like, yeah, no thanks. Eh, it's like 65 degrees outside right now. I'm going to enjoy fall while I still can. So. There's, there's not enough Christmas songs to not get tired of them by the time it's Christmas. So... Hey, one thing I want to talk about real quick, and then I've got a load of truck. Um, I'm still, we are still working on our safety series, and I am very committed to that. I kind of got lost in harvest. I, I really, I really want to get that kicked off this winter and record those. So if anybody out there listening has any ideas on things, I've gotten tons of DMs about ideas and people to contact. So let's keep that going because I, yeah. I, I kind of let it slide, but I really want to do that. I had a couple of DMs after the last episode too. So I think we have a lot of content to move forward with and that'll be a good goal, especially because we brought up safety again today. So it's, yeah, it's oh, a that's topic. True. Look it up. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, okay. All right. Sounds I'm good. Load semi. Hope he follows the rules. <laughs> hope, hope your shit show day gets better. <laughs> Thank you guys.